Hey, come on. Good morning, everybody. Do me a favor, wherever you're at, give God a clap. I want you to comment today because we are together again for church online. Now, do me a favor. If you're brand new with us here today, text me at 702-727-8280 or simply type uh, in the comments, I am new here today. We've been seeing a lot of new guests, and so I am honored you're here. I'm honored you're checking us out, and uh, whether you're just hopping in and out, I'm so glad you're with us. Now, if you want to call Avenue Church your home or you're interested in our church, I want you to go to Growth Track Step 2 today. That's completely available. I'm going to be there, and it's going to be a Zoom setup. And so I would love to see your face as we go through just a half hour of Growth Track. And then we have our drive through coming up on August 16th. And on our drive through uh, it's going to be a time where you can see our headquarters real quick. You're going to stay in your car. You're going to drive right by. We got some merch to give out. Uh, so we have merch for sale. We have coffee mugs available as well. And then on August 10th, we're going to start our 21 Days of Prayer a prayer together as a church, 21 days of prayer. So make sure you join me on that. Some people are fasting. Some people are praying. It's whatever God puts on your heart. Now, I got to get into the message today because I'm fired up about our message. And the title of our series has been Change People Can Change the World. Come on, will you say it with me? Change People Can. I heard you there because we bugged your uh, iPads and your television and all that. But I want you to know that this series is all about the book of Acts and how relevant it is for the year 2020, for the times that we are in. But I want you to know that today we're going to be hanging out in Acts chapter 16. And what I love about Acts chapter 16 is that I believe that there is purpose to the pain that we're all in, in this pandemic, in this crisis. And when I say in, I mean we're in the middle of it, all right? We're not through it yet. 2020 isn't over yet. I don't know if that's good news for you or not, but I have some good news for you today, that God is going to do his thing. You know, my mom, she used to always say when I was growing up, and she still says it to this day, she always says, get over it. Like if I fell, hurt myself, like, mom, I hurt myself. She said, get over it. I even find myself saying it sometimes. I'll be like, get over it. Well, I want to give us a new phrase for 2020 that we're going to get through it. We're going to get through it and we're going to do it through praise. We're going to do it through praise. And so here in Acts chapter 16, here's Paul and here's Silas, and they're having a 2020 year, all right? Isn't that amazing? They're going through exactly what we're going through. But in Acts chapter 16, verse 16, it says this, Now it happened as we, Luke, Paul, and Silas, went to prayer. So they're going to church, they're going to pray. And then a certain slave girl, possessed with the spirit of divination, so she had a demonic spirit inside her, met us, who brought her masters much profit by fortune telling. So even this portion of scripture tells us that fortune telling is demonic. This girl followed Paul and us and she cried out saying, these men are servants of the most high God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. So the demonic spirit inside her saying something good, but this is what it says. And this she did for many days, but Paul greatly annoyed. I love that. He's like, knock it off. You're driving me crazy. But I want you to know they're on their way to prayer and the enemy tries to distract them. The enemy tries to annoy them or anger them, tries to anger them. And sometimes I've realized the ultimate test comes on the way the church, all right? And you might be saying, Pastor, we're online now. I bet you that these past five months have been overflowing your life, but they've also been an overflow of 
distractions. And this she did for many days, it says here. But Paul was greatly annoyed. It feels like we could be in the middle of doing something amazing for God, but the attacks are coming, the annoyance are coming, the anger is coming. But he turned and he said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. And he came out at that very hour. But here's what took place. But when our master saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities. Verse 20 says this, and they brought them to the magistrates, to the magistrates, and said, these men, being Jews, exceedingly trouble our city. Guys, I'm here to tell you that when you begin to step out in faith, people are going to begin to notice that the general charge was that they were troubling the city. Like, what's your deal? Why are you arresting me? You're making a ruckus. You're troubling our city. Avenue, I want you to comment right now. Who wants to make a dent in the city of Las Vegas? Who wants to trouble the demons of hell to say it is the year of overflow? And here's what verse 22 says. And it says, Then the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates tore off Paul and Silas's clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. And then, having received such a charge, he put them in the inner prison. I want you to catch this, the inner prison, and they fastened their feet in stocks. Now, talk about a bad day. Their clothes are ripped off. They're half naked. They're beaten with rods, and they're tossed into the inner prison. And this is their response. In Acts chapter 16, it says, But at the midnight hour, Paul and Silas were praying. They were praying and singing hymns to God. They were praying and they were singing hymns to God. Sometimes I believe that some things just happens to change people. There is something that happens to change people. Mindsets begin to change. Our circumstances begin to change. Even in the midst of pain, in the middle of a pandemic, in the toughest moment, I believe God will shake the foundations of all those around us because changed people will change the world because God loves using people. Listen to me, despite our circumstances, listen to me, despite our situation, nothing can keep us down. So the title of my message today is Pain That Prompts Praise. Ooh, come on, somebody. Pain That Prompts. Pain That Prompts Praise. You know, I've learned long ago that the leaders that we look up to, whether they're spiritual leaders, whether they're pastors in our life, I've realized that they're not exempt from pain but they actually have a higher tolerance for pain, meaning that our perspective should always prompt praise in the midst of pain. And it says, but in the midnight hour, Paul and Silas were praying and they're singing hymns to God. Man, this part of Scripture has always challenged me because there's such a godly perspective with Paul and Silas that they had every right to complain. They had every right to have self-pity every right to sit in defeat. They were in jail. They were in pain. They were naked and they were beaten. They had shackles on their feet. But there was something unique happens when we put our eyes on Jesus, not on the news, 
not on conspiracies, not on social media, not on the facts, just the gospel. Listen to me, church. What you view is what you praise. That was so good. I got to say that again. What you view is what you praise. You can get excited about current events or you get excited about God's providence. Come on. You can get excited about the current events or about God's providence. See, praise simply means to call attention to his glory. I'm preaching good today because I'm on your TV screen, I'm on your iPhone, whether you're in your car, living room, whatever you're in your bed. But I want you to know, praise means to call attention to God's glory. Are you calling attention to the current events or to God's providence? Are you calling attention to God's protection, to God's plan for your life? You see, church, the reason praise puts things into perspective it's because praise belongs to God. You know, I've used this illustration before at Avenue. Uh, way back in the day we, when we used to meet in person. Y'all remember that? But uh, if you ever study elevators, when you get inside of an elevator and you hit the button, your know, elevator takes you up. If you hit, you know, I want to go to floor five or six. But what happens in that elevator is that there's actually a counterweight that's released. So when you get in the elevator and you want to go up, there's a counterweight inside that elevator shaft that gets lowered and so you can go higher and the counterweight weighs more than the elevator car listen to me god drops a weight that is heavier than our pain his glory means weight and so when god drops his weight it's heavier than our sin it's heavier than our present circumstances that when i praise god i call attention to the weight of his glory. When I praise God, he drops his glory or his weight and he begins to lift me up. Listen to me. Praise counteracts my pain. Praise counteracts my pain. So when I praise, God's pulling me out of my pain. When I praise, God's pulling me out of my shame. You better be commenting good today because I'm fired up about praise and worship because here's what praise and worship does. Praise and worship allows God to enter and to take away all my cares, all my worries. He, he begins to remove every weight off of my life. If you Cast your cares upon God, for he cares for you. When I praise, God takes me from death into life. And man, now more than ever, we need to move from death to doom and gloom into a victorious life. The enemy comes to seek, to steal, to kill, destroy but I have come to give you life and life abundantly. See, church, when we praise, we're bringing attention to the weight of God's glory. That when you have a godly perspective, you can praise through the pain. And so the Bible says, but at midnight hour, Paul and Silas were praying and they're singing hymns to God. And I love this. I'm so glad this is in God's word. And it says, and the prisoners were listening to them. They had a captivated audience. Prisoner couldn't go nowhere, but they were praying and singing, and the prisoners heard this. I love this part of the Bible, because listen to me, church. Our city is watching us. Our friends are watching us. They're watching how we respond. They're watching how we live out our faith, that I believe through the noise that our faith brings them hope, that I want you to know that our action will determine our witness that if you praise in the midst of your pain, 
that if you have your eyes off yourself and onto Jesus because people's eyes are on you. Now, that's not the motivation of why, but I want you to know our praise encourages everyone around us. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, it says, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. How to change people, change the world. Keep your eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. He protects, he perfects our faith inside of a pandemic. He perfects our faith during 2020. He perfects our faith in the midst of fear. Guys, I want you to get your eyes off your situation. Don't let the enemy distract you. Don't let him put fear in your heart on Sunday morning, or maybe you're watching this on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. I want you to know I need a reminder today to put my eyes on Jesus, the champion and the perfecter of my faith. So here's my next encouragement for you guys today. I want you to praise through the pain. I want you to praise through the pain. But church, I have realized that pain has been my greatest teacher. And I hate it, all right? But pain has been my greatest teacher. But what pain does is revealing what's been masked. It's revealing what's been hidden. And this is why I believe it's such a tough season for so many of us. That I believe God is dealing with us on so many different levels. With our faith, with what we actually have placed our trust in with who we're praising maybe we're not maybe we're focusing too much on the shackles or on the prison or in the present circumstance and i need to remind you today keep your eyes on jesus the one who champions and perfects our faith you see romans chapter 8 verse 28 it says this and we know that in all things god who works for the good of those who love him. And I highlighted the good because a lot of times we say, yes, God is working for the good of those who love him. But good there means God is good. It means God is good. Paul and Silas are in the prison and they're praising and worshiping God because they say God is good. You know, it doesn't mean that if you follow Jesus, and I know a lot of pastors might say that if we follow Jesus, right, we'll be exempt from life, that life will be perfect. It doesn't mean that we're exempt from pain. But I want you to know that it means you are not alone. It means that you have an anchor of the soul. It means you have a redeemer, a father, a protector, someone who's in your corner, someone who has a plan for your life. But I've realized that every pain sets God up for a miracle. I am convinced that if we didn't have pain, we wouldn't need miracles. If we didn't have pain, we wouldn't need God. But the pain they endured, it was so severe in this portion of Scripture. It said they whipped Paul and Silas. Theologians even believe they didn't keep count. They were so frustrated with them that they, they placed them in the inner prison, not in the outskirts, not in the middle, but in the inner prison. I want you to picture this. The inner prison is where they would actually lower the inmates in. If you go into that portion of, of the country, you can see the, the nail marks on the tunnels going down. They placed stocks on their feet. And so they had every excuse 
to whine and to complain. It was late at night. It was approaching midnight. They were in the most painful position between guards. And here is what you begin to hear. You begin to hear worship. You begin to hear worship. I want you to picture that today. You begin to hear worship. I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. I raise a hallelujah. think of that kind of atmosphere that wherever they were at they were praying and singing hymns to God and so if you're with us today you might say how do I praise how do I become like Paul and Silas I wrote down ways to praise number one you can pray scripture you can say Psalm 51 God created me a pure heart renew a steadfast spirit within me you can begin to pray scripture say the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want you lead me beside still waters Pray scriptures. If you don't have scripture memorized, open your Bible and begin to pray scripture over your life. For these 21 days, we're going to have scriptures available for you to pray every single day. I want you to sing a song. Sing a song in your heart. How many love our cars? Our cars are soundproof studios, all right, where we could sing songs and not just free falling, but we could sing worship songs, songs that give God thanksgiving. So begin to praise Him by thanking Him. You say, I got nothing to be thankful for. Then just say, God, thank you, I'm alive today. God, thank you, I'm healthy today. God, thank you, you got a plan for my life today. And also have worship music on. I know I want you to sing, but sometimes we just need to listen to new songs that might motivate motivate us or captivate our spirit. So I challenge you this week to praise God in these four different ways. Tag me. Let me know you're doing it. Encourage me today. But I want you to know that outward praise is so powerful when we listen to worship. Raise your hands if you've never raised your hands. You say, I feel weird. It's called surrender to God. I want you to kneel in your room or in your car. Turn it off and get on your seat. Just begin to pray. But here's what I love. Paul and Silas, they weren't worshiping their way out of trouble. They weren't worshiping for a miracle. They were worshiping simply because God is. God is good. I need to make a decoration because it's 2020. It's been a crazy year, but God is good. God, thank you that you're so good to me, even in 2020, even in a pandemic. And so here's Paul and Silas. They're praying and they're singing hymns to God, and the prisoners are listening. And this is what it says, suddenly, 
suddenly. How do change people change the world? Suddenly. Suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. I'm praying God shakes things up. I pray God begins to do a work in our hearts and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's chains were loosed. I love this. It's two members worshiping, but everyone's chains fell off. How to change people? Change the world? This is the last one. I believe praise prompts freedom. Praise prompts freedom. Listen to me. According to the story, that is a true story, took place, that if you praise God, he'll set you free. You know, I don't know if you've ever been to a baseball game before. I got to go to the Aviators before COVID happened. And if you're ever, if you're ever watching the game and you think, okay, this is a good place to go up to the concession stands, get a healthy hot dog, you know, or ice cream or peanuts. And uh, if you're, if you ever gone up to the concessions and you're waiting in line, all of a sudden you can't see the game behind you, but you can hear the roar of the crowd. You hear it cheering, and you know you're missing out on something good. You're missing out on a good play. You're mi- and you're mi- I mean, like, you're there, and you're missing out. Listen to me, church. Something happens when we begin to lift our voice during the season, and we begin to get loud. That tells our world, that tells our city that God is up to something good. In my praise, God shake. The foundations. First Peter chapter two, verse nine. It says this, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness, who called you out of prison, who called you out of death into his wonderful light. If you're watching here today and I want you to give God a praise and you say, I don't care who's watching. I don't care who sees me commenting. I don't care who sees me watching this live stream. But God called me out of darkness into a wonderful light. God called me out of a prison. God took the shackles off my feet. Listen to me. God chose you. You are a royal priesthood. You know what that means? That means that we have direct access to God. Praise gives me direct access so God can throw on his weight of his glory. Church, we need to simply praise through the pain. We need to praise through the prison that we're in. I don't want you to get over it. I want you to get through it. I want you to praise that if you're in pain, I want you to praise. Let's believe together that God begins to shake the foundations of our city. I love our city, but God, shake it for your praise and your glory. God, shake our nation. Shake my friends and my neighbors. God, shake me in such a way that I hunger and thirst for your righteousness because I believe that the greatest miracle is not the chains coming off, not the doors opening up, but it's the gift of salvation for an entire household for an entire prison, for every single person that's watching here today. Let's believe for the shackles to be broken off in your life so you can go from death into life, from depression and anxiety, negativity, from the guilt and the shame and the condemnation, the old habits, the sin that keeps us down. I want you to believe today that you are a new creation in Christ 
Jesus. And if that's you today and you're watching and you say, Jeremy, stop preaching. I need to get my life to Jesus. I just want to pray a prayer with you. And let's go on a journey together the next, over these next 21 days, over these next months, or for the rest of 2020. Say, God, I give you my life. If that's you today, bow your heads, close your eyes, and pray this prayer with me today. Say, Jesus, man, I need you. Come on, I want you to say it with me. Say, thank you for dying on the cross. Say, thank you for paying for what I did. Say, I receive your forgiveness. Say, forgive me of my sins and be Lord of my life. Say, be number one with all my heart. The best way I know how, I'm going to live for you. Come on, I want you to say this out loud. Say, I now know who I am. I'm saved. I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God. Come on, everybody wants to give God a shout because I believe with all my heart someone prayed that prayer today and you are forever changed. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Now, if you prayed that prayer, please text me at 702-727-8280. Text me or put it in the comments, I accept for Jesus. If you're watching at our, on our online church portal, click the button that says raise your hand for salvation. Man, I would love to connect with you. So right now I'm going to go check out the after party, but also I'm going to go to Growth Track Step 2 because I want you to discover your unique design so you can discover your destiny. Church, I love you. I'll see you next week.